0: At the moment, I'm using two pairs of headphones. So one's with a mic, but it's the headphone section without my whole headset is quite uncomfortable. So I have to put on two sets of headphones.
1: Oh, wow. That's going to look amazing, I you. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about the extra music that you had selected? Yes what was your
0: first track it's the first thing i'm really going to talk about is a whole album really and it's called psychodrama by santan dave who's a rapper from london and psychodrama is a very it's something you need to sit down and listen to fully you you need to be not doing anything have the lyrics in your hand and actually be reading and listening to it at the same time but this whole album for me has a lot of meaning um because it's dealing with mental health issues, but I'll just go through some of the tracks and just talk a little about each one. Yeah. Psychodrama is something that I listen to quite regularly. So the first song is Psycho, and it begins really with him talking to a therapist, and then it goes into the song itself. I'll skip through some of the songs, but the third song of the album is called Black, and during this day and age obviously for the whole black community right now, this is a very powerful song because uh, Dave did actually perform this at the Brits and it was such a powerful performance that a lot of people were shaken to the core. Yeah. Cause it's on about racism as a whole. Yeah. And he, he does mention, he mentions his names in the song of white people that have helped black people. so he does appreciate the fact that there's people there that have been helping but there's a line that sticks to me to this day and it's um oh it's something like the least racist is still racist because it no matter like if you're just being a little racist or whatever it's still it's still racist it still has an impact on that person whoever you're saying it to Mm. so you can't get away with saying things just because it's oh it's just a little racist it's not it's not that bad yeah and then there's purple heart which is another song that i love to pieces um and it's more it's more about just being clear-minded and caring for people in a sense and then going forward a bit more another powerful song is leslie and this song is by far the longest song of the whole album i think it's around 10 minutes long but it's it's about a girl who's in an abusive relationship, and he's uh, at the end. He's he literally says, "I'm begging for people that ha- are in an abusive relationship to get out, to seek for help." Mm. Because in if you listen to the whole song itself, in the song, the girl Leslie ends up dying, and the rapper himself he'd been catching the same train as her every single weekday and slowly and gradually they became friends and they'd speak. And she tells him his life story, really. And then one time she didn't turn up and he tried finding her and finds out the whole story, really, of Mm
1: -hmm.
0: how she was in an abusive relationship with a guy that cheated on her. And he beat her up simply because she found out and she was she was pregnant at the time heavily pregnant and the child died with her unfortunate it's it's a very powerful song and it's it's a song that I feel like a lot of people appreciate but this whole album itself in general in general is really just about mental health issues and it's it's very strong and resonates with me because I've got To deal with a lot of people in my life and friends that have got mental health issues so seeing them struggle is not it's very it's very painful for me Mm. and having something like this at hand it makes me see it makes me appreciate the fact that i'm not mentally unstable like many people and that i've got the power to help and this this album was actually one of it was one of the best albums to be released at that time it was released last year and to this day i remember vividly actually that i was in i was in victoria center um before lockdown it must have been january time and even to this day um there's still the electronic advertisements talking about this album yeah because of the sheer power it has behind it yes there's some songs in it that are just songs you can you can sit down listen to and just like have a good time listening to but this this album that really hit the nail on the head make you think about life differently
2: Look. Black is beautiful, black is excellent. Black is pain, black is joy, black is evident. Working twice as hard as the people, you know you're better than, cause you need to do double what they do so you can level them. Black is so much deeper than just African American, our heritage been severed, you never got to experiment with family trees. Cause they teach you about famine and greed? Show you pictures of our family and knees. Tell us we used to be barbaric, we had actual queens. Black is watching child soldiers getting killed by the children, feeling sick so quick, this could have happened to me. Mommy watching, telling stories, your dad and your niece. Listen, the black of the berry, the sweet the juice. Kid dies, the black of the killer, the sweet of the news. And if he's white, you give him a chance, he's ill and confused. If he's black, he's probably armed, you see him as shoot. Look, Black is growing up around a barbershop Mummy says stay away from trouble, you're in yard a lot Studying for ages, appreciating the chance you got Cos black is in your blood and you ain't even got the heart to stop Black is stepping in for your brothers because your father's gone Standing by your children when you haven't proven karma wrong Black is doing all of the above then going corner shop Trying to help a lady cross the road to have her walking off Black is growing up around your family and making it Being forced to leave the place you love because there's hating it People say you're faking it, never stay for changing it But black is being jealous You'd be dead if you were stayed in it Black is struggling to find your history and tracing it You don't know the truth about your race Cos they're erasing it Black has got a really sour flavour Here's a taste of it But black is all I know There ain't a thing that I would change in it
1: So you've had to deal with quite a lot of your friends With mental health issues
0: Yeah, there's quite a few of my friends That are not happy with life And they struggle with daily things and obviously it's hard seeing them like that because obviously I'm so close to them and then finding out their deeper secrets of life and what they're going through, the demons they have to fight in their head.
1: Mm.
0: And it's it's scary. But the thing that gets to me is the fact that I've got the power to help or I've got the power to just sit back and deal with my own life.
1: Mm. And how do you, I mean, that's quite a lot of, responsibility and power and expectation you're putting on yourself how do you deal with that
0: for me i feel happier when i see other people happy Hmm. if one of my friends or someone i really care about is upset or sad my day will instantly be a very bad day yeah i've for me i feed off other people's energy yeah so seeing other people sad or upset makes me upset if i've got the power to make them happy i'll do everything i can to make them happy and i try my best to do that
1: yeah i mean i can relate to that because i also like to make people happy and if anyone's going through a really tough time i always feel as if it's my responsibility to try and address that in some way and try and make them not think about that really terrible thing that's happening in their life for a split second um and give them almost some escapism uh or i mean i i have that with some of the community choirs that i conduct like i know people tell me a lot about what's going on in their lives and i know that those two hours on a wednesday evening are the only piece of escapism they've got from their real life and they may be going back to uh an unhappy marriage or to a husband who's got dementia and he doesn't recognize them or lots of different things and my job is to let them forget about that and i think that's something that i probably do in my own personal life with friends of mine um where i'm like well i'm just gonna try and cheer you up in some way
0: there's been times that i've spoken to you say before rehearsal to tell you that i'm not feeling as happy as i would do in a sense yeah evening and there's there was a ta- there was a rehearsal that i actually did with ellie um for the senior youth choir um and she made a very good point of doing this music stuff being in a choir is really the best thing about it for some people is the fact that it's a, it's an escape from reality yeah it's something that they don't have to think about the daily life they don't have to worry about it for that two hours or whatever it is it's the, it's the fact that it's an escape from reality where they can feel happy and do what they love to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's it's so important. I think that's something that is a huge part of what people are missing right now in lockdown, the fact that we can't sing together. Yeah, I think people are missing the music. I think people are missing the actual singing. But there's so much more that goes on. Um, yeah. And it's not just that, it's that escapism, it's that community, it's that sort of catharsis and sense of relief that you get when you've had a really good thing. Mm. I think I'm just aware that there there have been times in my life where I've tried to fulfil that supportive role and it's been too much. You start forgetting about, actually, you need to... Look after yourself mm. in all of that and make sure that you are actually doing okay and that you're not just telling yourself you're okay because you've got to be for these other people. It's just being kind to yourself as well. But mm. Mm. Great. So that's the first track. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Tell us about your next honorable mention.
0: Um, so the next one is Hide by Juice Wald. Um, which is actually from a, a, a movie that I watched back... It was actually for my 16th birthday that I went to go watch this movie. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Oh, great film. Yes. Such a great film. It's so good.
0: The fact that... I, I don't... It's probably one of the only animated movies that I've watched at an older Asian love to pieces.
1: Yeah.
0: Because a lot... Obviously, there's Lion King... And stuff like that that you you remember when you were a child and you love it even to this day
1: mm. but
0: this has to be one of those movies that it was great and the soundtrack is amazing mm. there's actually um so you know how i spoke about post malone yeah. earlier um there's actually a song by him in this as well called sunflower
1: oh, which right. is actually
0: it's, it's quite an upbeat song and it's just it's one you can listen to in the car yeah
1: um
0: but obviously in the movie, he goes through a lot of different things and there's a, a lot of different emotions that he feels. And Hyde was one of those songs that really resonated with me, as well as the fact that the artist who sang it, he died end of last year, I think, Okay. Uh, to an overdose because he was dealing with stuff in his life where he decided that he was going to, say, smoke weed or stuff like that, which led him down... Not so good path, but he wasn't he was still not happy with life yeah. after being so, so successful with his music. but Hyatt is just one of those songs I love. It's one of those songs I can listen to whenever I'm not feeling myself or not feeling as happy as I should be
1: mm.
0: and the re- the main reason I did actually pick this as an honorable mention is because it's by this artist, and I didn't fully appreciate his music until after his death right i do regret but at the same time i'm blessed that i've been able to understand that there is music that needs appreciating even if um i haven't been giving it the attention it deserves yeah uh but this artist he he was a great lyricist and you could put him on the spot to do something and he would be able to do it right he got put on the spot for an hour actually random backing tracks and everything and they they changed it after every like 2 or 3 minutes but he went on for a full hour just rapping randomly goodness but it wasn't it wasn't like it was just random rhymes here and there there was like with each backing track there was a different song like if you took those by itself you could later, like you could tell him, "Oh yeah, make this into a song," and he probably would have been able to make it into a great hit, really. Yeah. But he he was, he's he's one of those art artists that I feel was very unappreciated at the time. Right. Um, and the fact that even say Eminem thinks of Juice World as probably even better than him is quite is a big thing.
2: When it gets dark outside and you
1: I remember the spider-man film having a great soundtrack uh but i didn't realize the song was in it um i shall have to go back and listen Mm. a lot Um, of the
0: songs in this whole soundtrack are by art well a few of them are actually by artists that i do listen to quite regularly yeah so there's juice world there's um post malone swaley little wayne a lot of a lot of these artists that i do listen to on a quite a regular basis really Mm. so to see that because i went i went in thinking i was going to watch another movie actually and then they sold out of tickets so we decided we were going to watch this and it was definitely the best decision i ever made these tracks are amazing
1: yeah i um i keep trying to tell people who've not seen it and who probably wouldn't really usually be interested in a comic book film Mm. that they should go and see this film because it's unlike anything. I think it's just unlike anything I've ever seen before in my life. Mm. And uh, it really grabbed me. I thought what they were doing was really innovative. And the
0: graphics itself were just so beautiful. Yeah. Like there's, for me, the the scene that keeps popping up, if I think of this movie, the scene that pops up in my head is when he realizes his power and he jumps off that building upside Mm. down. and then it just goes slow-mo that image itself if you just look at the graphics
1: itself it was crystal clear yeah and to round off your honorable mentions
0: uh yes Lati deo by gabrielli uh this is this is one of the pieces that i love singing with the choir okay if i got asked if we could do any piece for say like a mass or anything i would say this piece Ah. absolutely love it
1: and would you usually sing first tenor in this yeah (laughs) i think
0: i think the best thing the best thing for this was the fact that obviously most of the time i'd end up doing it myself yeah and then the whole canon thing that is going on throughout the piece is just it's like bouncing here there and everywhere
1: it's just great that's what i love about that sort of music particularly gabrielli who wrote for places well he was at venice at saint mark's and a lot of his music is for many many voices so you have different groups of choirs dotted around the place so the music is literally going from one end of the building to the other and being passed Mm -hmm. forward a lot and you really sense that in this piece where even though yeah there are eight parts you've got those different parts bouncing around and everything's sort of being passed through and I think it's, um, it's one of those pieces that, as a conductor, I get very jealous of the choir because I think, actually, this is, I think this is more fun to sing. Yeah, uh, It's great to conduct, really, really good fun, but to be involved, to be actually just singing one of those parts is um, unlike anything else, really. I love it. It'd be lovely, actually, to have just eight people singing one per part around Mm -hmm. like in a circle circles daniel circles Circles. um (laughs) yeah that would be that'd be really good fun i'd love to do that um and you're right like once once it gets going it sort of just takes care of itself i mean as a conductor you're not really doing much in that piece Mm. i'm really conscious in that piece of not getting in the way and just letting music (laughs) just do its thing but one of my fond memories of performing that piece i've memory fond memories cuz it's just a joy every time uh, but we did it as part of the choral scholar reunion back in 2017 yeah and having that with just a whole wall of singers who i think most of them had sung it many times before yeah um it was that was just joyous cuz it just took off and uh it's just so much fun
0: i feel like a lot of music that has more than just four parts is quite good like the oh what was what was that piece that we did where we had a lot of pe- there was groups we had it set as groups like there was eight different groups and each were like one per part
1: in allium yeah that that obviously if we could do that every week that would be (laughs) i don't think my heart could take it yeah uh to be well actually to be i wasn't that stressed about it but um there are there were certain uh parts where i thought please make sure that you're singing uh (laughs) please come in just watch me and i'll yeah anyway
0: i think that was one of the that was one of the bigger performances that I've done with the choir um singing it by myself yeah I think actually I think that's the only time I've sang a part to myself on a big performance oh okay but that was it was it was very scary (laughs) but because I, I kept doubting myself for certain notes okay and for some reason most of the time I was actually right but I just didn't believe myself yeah. Until the actual day of the performance, and it actually went quite
1: well. It's quite an unnerving piece because uh, it just you're not quite sure if the people around you are going to necessarily sing the right notes, and you're reliant on them to get your notes some of the times. And uh, yeah, but it, when it when it works, it's astonishing. And I mean that that concert will go down in my memory for eternity, really, as just being one of the highlights of my time here. Yeah. Because you... I I mean, I had the best seat in the whole house because I was right bang in the middle of it. But I was in the middle of the congregation as well, the audience, and I could hear the reaction the whole way through. I could feel it. I could uh, almost smell it. And it was just that was a moment of people being transported somewhere else and Mm. time almost stopping because this was just unfolding before their eyes and before their ears and you just had this whole stereo effect and i mean for me in that piece the it's the okay i think there are two moments where it suddenly stops and then everyone comes in again on a chord Mm. and those moments are just magical when when they work and everyone actually stops um and it's it's almost when the choir comes back in again it feels a bit relentless because you. i remember that was the thing that really stuck in my mind from that performance there were people i think to my right in the audience who almost wanted didn't want it to end but they almost needed to recover from what was happening they needed that Mm. sort of like i need to breathe but no there's more coming at me and i'm sort of swimming around in this just sea of glorious polyphony and Mm. all of that
0: i think for a lot of the older congregation i'd been there from when neil did it Mm. uh they they were very pleased because obviously they had um we had to re. Well, I wasn't in it, but they had to restart apparently. Yeah. Because it didn't start off right, but obviously we did it bang on. So yeah, I think we for did. Them, <laughs> for them, for them, it was it was great to see that the choirs. For them, it it was really a statement, really to say, "Oh yes, the choir is much better than what it was." As the standards has increased a lot.
1: Yeah. Um I mean I also wasn't there I'm not that old um <laughs> uh so when they did it before um and there were probably reasons there as well it's it's interesting because I think people's um people's opinions and memories of things um vary quite a lot over time mm. and a lot of people see the past through rose tinted windows really and hold up some years of the choir as being like the golden age and oh this was a really great time and this is really Mm. great and um i mean i i know there are some things that i remember very differently to how some other people reflect on them and uh, there are things where i know in recent years where someone would say something about oh well their their sight reading isn't good enough and you know it's, this is we should be able just to sing this this mm. piece by bird and i remember in my time with neil um being in my second or third year and me being like okay at sight reading um but us having to work so hard at um learning a new piece of bird which wasn't by now i look back and i'm like that. It's not really that hard, but actually we had to really slog it out and do a lot of not necessarily note bashing, but there was there was a bit of note bashing going on and it has evolved, I think. But so has sort of people's opinions.
0: I think a lot of pe- the a lot of people will miss it. Because the choir has there's been a lot more things that have happened. Yeah. As compared to what used to happen in the past years. So the fact that obviously there's been more performances etc etc i think that's the reason why everyone's because there there was always something that's going to happen every year Mm. there was big performance
1: yeah look forward to yeah and i think i mean i remember talking to neil about doing the monte vespers and he said to me that i was oh you are very brave to do that um Mm. i said well yeah i mean in my head i'm just a bit naive (laughs) and (laughs) i'm young enough to sort of just take that risk without sort of thinking about it. And I know my brain and my thought processes are becoming more because I've got more experience as the years have gone on and I know what works and what doesn't work and know where the risks are. um, I'm worried that I will stop taking as many risks that I've done in the past of six years because of experience. Yeah. And I think the, the reason that we've done as much and done all these things like the motivated vespers and the b minor mass and and spam in recent years is more a reflection on me just going well let's just do this and mm. because i think i think we can and uh wouldn't it be great and it's sort of a reflection of where how far we've come in terms of people outside of the cathedral knowing that there are there's a good choir there and we do good music and our concerts are like worth coming to (laughs) yeah which is really reassuring and really lovely um yeah
0: it's just the fact that the choir is such a big thing for a lot of people Mm. i know for me it means a lot to be in that choir like i am i am deeply honored to be part of that choir because i wasn't of i didn't have that level of talent when i began but the fact that i was still accepted and taught how to do it brings me to a level where i am i've matured yeah and i feel like for a lot of people that listen to it for them seeing that it's it's more of a community thing not just a oh you're good enough to sing you can be in it or etc etc it's more of a well
1: well i think um there's something that i saw with neil because i think he saw something in me and took a chance on me and i have always sort of wanted to give that back but i'm i'm very i mean you know me and you know how i work and i'm very much one of these people who's like well let's support you and give you these opportunities so that you can develop and get better and I want the choir to be good but I want to open up opportunities for people who maybe don't think that they don't have the confidence or don't think they're good enough and all of that sort of and it, I mean it's a very fine line to tread but it's been it's been lovely to see how people like yourself have sort of come on that journey and relished the opportunities that have been provided and that we've Mm. opened up because i think there are people who've who've not and have sort of wasted their time and it's the other thing about the place is because it's so it's hard work because all of these things i've had to sort of say to myself and say to everyone okay we're doing this but i can't do this on my own i need you all to help me yeah (laughs) Um, because we don't have a concert committee we don't have loads of people sort of just waiting in the wings to help like you know yourself at the end of a concert it's members of the cathedral choir who are taking that staging away yeah moving the pews and it's all of that community feeling that's what i think is really really special and it's definitely been such a like a team effort and it's so great to see people acknowledge that and know that actually these opportunities don't just happen freely like there's a lot of work and effort from a lot of people going in to offer these opportunities and when you see people actually making the most of them like I think you have and many choral scholars and volunteer members of the choir have that's really rewarding and you think it's been worth it and the fact that we're still talking about these concerts and that members of the congregation members of the audience who I still hear from saying that SPEM concert was by far one of the best concerts that I've ever been to in Nottingham, um, mm. or I really enjoyed your bark and and even the orchestra for the St John Passion uh, in March that we did before lockdown, saying how like they were obviously that was the one of the last concerts or the last concert that they did before lockdown, um, and how like well actually it was a cracking concert and we all had a really lovely time and. It was a pleasure to be working like with the choir. Um, you think, oh, well, that's that's nice, um, and sort of sort of just reinforces sort of what you're doing and what you're trying to do, and because um, sometimes it feels like an uphill struggle and no one really gets it. Um,
0: yeah, I think the reason the reason a lot of the choir members itself appreciate concerts like this is because. We put a lot of hard work, not just for the singing section, but for promoting the concerts, for mm. moving the stage. It's it's small things like that that sh- just make us like acknowledge, yeah, we're doing a, we're actually doing a lot of hard work.
1: Yeah, completely. And it makes
0: us, it makes us want to do more because we're we're making an impact on people's lives, yeah. however small it may be, may be, but we are getting rewarded for it by obviously people talk still talking about concerts like the sperm like the bark and it's it's nice for us to hear that people still do love that concert to us it might be a distant memory but for them it's it was a
1: moment yeah
0: of musical magic
1: (laughs) well i think that's a wonderful place to end daniel
0: Thank you daniel that was great that's fine thank you for having me
1: you're very welcome uh and hopefully we'll see each other again in person uh before too long yes hopefully fingers crossed fingers crossed uh goodbye bye do 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 and the musical play i don't think it's that's the music that, at that point that that is the thing that i i love oh it just brings back memories I just think what it's done is killed the Robin Hood mass as a as anything that could be sung liturgically anymore. A friend of mine did um, he said to me, Oh, I really I really love the jingle. I think it's really great. And I had said it's from a mass a mass setting, and he was horrified. I should play him the rest of it. I mean, honestly, the scientist of that mass setting is probably the best thing I've ever written. It's I
0: mean it's not prob- it's not the <laughs> best thing you've written because there's a lot of other music that I've like oh wait what was what was that piece because we, we were on about it on the zoom call and I've forgotten what it is now
1: it wasn't like lead kindly light or Ave Maria I think it was the lead kindly light
0: favorites actually that you've written
1: okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you that it's gonna be a part of the podcast um so uh completely randomly out of nowhere daniel uh is there a favorite piece of mine that you like well
0: there's a lot of music that you've written that is wonderful <laughs> to lead, to lead, really <laughs> yeah there's also them songs that you well those hymns that you've written that have been very very challenging for certain sections of the choir, but okay. if that a favorite piece, it would have to be Lead Kindly Light.
1: Okay, um, I should stop doing a tally uh, on the podcast. And what in particular about it do you like? It's just, it's one of those
0: pieces that I could sing, and I'm fe- I feel like a lot of people will agree with me that I have sang it that it was it was one of those pieces they could sing and enjoy at the same time. As so much as to just sing it and then hear from everyone else that it sounded amazing.
1: Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. Oh, that's reassuring. <laughs>